0: everyone welcome to the AVP galaxy podcast uh, this podcast we're going to be talking about the recently released alien isolation uh, joining me today is the site administrator Hicks and we have Chevy joining us again how you guys doing Not bad, man. how are you pretty good um, so I guess we'll just start with our like initial impressions of the game Hicks you just uh, um, you just finished your review overall what did you think about it
1: absolutely loved it and you know what I actually feel proud to be able to say that there was an alien game released that is awesome I haven't been able to say that for years Um yeah ev- everything I wanted from an alien game, pushed all my buttons um, Yeah, it was terrifying, it was challenging it was uh, really immersive I mean it wasn't without some flaws but I had that much fun playing it, no, well, as much fun as you can have being terrorised. Um, that I, I quite happily looked past my few minor niggles. Um, By you, Chevy.
2: Yep, similar. I absolutely loved it from start to finish. I was actually quite good after 18 hours that it actually ended. I mean, what was the IGN guy? It's too long. Nah, keep it going. I just want more. <laughs> I still want more. I, I really hope they get to do a little bit more with it, either with a sequel or perhaps some side DLC, like perhaps on a different character with weights or something like that, uh, but yeah, the, the graphics were fantastic, the atmosphere was fantastic, and don't even get me started on the sound design, because that deserves a medal, some mm. kind of award, seriously, the, the sound design is absolutely incredible.
1: I will be surprised yeah. if they don't pick up any, um, any game award for the sound engine or the soundtrack or you know anything to do with the sound department they they need to win something for that. Yeah absolutely. Um, but what about you Ridgetop? Uh, you know I've I've spoke with uh, Chevy quite a lot lately so I know how he's been getting on but I spoke to you for a while.
0: Um, well I, I loved it. I thought it was great. It took me a while to finish it. It must have been over 20 hours. Um, initially I was kind of frustrated with it. There were some points where I got stuck and um, but
2: that overall, by it, chance.
0: yeah, definitely. Yeah, everyone like,
2: seems to get stuck in med It's like the first time the, the alien shows up. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> and um, I mean, overall, it's just an incredible game, especially from a design standpoint. Uh, um, they really created a world that felt like it was uh, right from the first movie. So, I mean, and also, I'm, I'm a big survival horror fan. I mean, I've played, like, Resident Evil and, and Silent Hill games and Dead Space. And so, this, to finally get, like, a real survival horror game in the Alien universe was just awesome. Um, overall, I did have a couple issues with it. Mainly stuff that other reviewers have been mentioning. Like, um, I didn't necessarily feel like it dragged on too long, but but there was a certain point where it's like okay are we ever going to let her get off the space station now because like she always got so close and then she was yanked <laughs> right back so and also there were like moments of frustration where i would just die over and over and over again and uh a lot sometimes the deaths felt cheap uh, i think initially my problem was i was too cautious because if you spend too much time hiding the alien will just he'll Lies catch on, on and and he'll yeah. get you you have to like kind of be aware of where he is but still move confidently where you need to go so but overall I mean it it's a great game so I'm extremely happy with it and it's cool that a year after we got what's recognized as the worst game in the franchise we get probably the best one so
1: mm-hmm. well with uh, initial impressions out of the way I'm going to warn folk this is going to be very spoilerific um, because there was a lot in the game that was kept secret. that
2: All the is... cool parts are spoilers. Yeah,
1: yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, so, you know, we do need to talk about them. Um, so that will get spoiled. We will try and throw up spoiler warnings as we come to those bits. But if you're feeling better, you know, a bit cautious, perhaps skip this one until you finish the game. Yeah, I, I would
2: definitely recommend that, definitely.
1: Um. So yeah let, let let's crack on then with the the initial reactions done. I mean I I did not expect it to uh, actually turn out no that's a lie. I'm surprised that we've got a game that everybody the majority of folks seem to love. Two reviews aside, um the fans are loving it, the press are loving it. And um you know, we've had chance to uh, get more of a hands on with uh, Alien Isolation than we did with well, either of the other two games, they've been happily showing this one away at conventions. Um, did you, bridgetub Did you get a chance to actually play any of this before you picked up the game? We was there no, any? Oh
0: I, I never did. Uh, so when I started playing, that was my first experience with it. Uh, um, but yeah, it was just blew me away from the start. I mean, it it was an awesome game. So I was thoroughly happy with it. And like you were saying, they were showing it off at um, uh, press event. It's a lot more than, than um, Rebellion did with AVP and especially Gearbox did with Colonial Marines. And um, they let players have, um, you know, some time with the game before it released. So that was a good sign, and I'm glad they did that. But at the same time, I feel like they they didn't give a lot away. Um, I was actually surprised by quite a few things in the game that I wasn't expecting.
2: Hmm. So, Actually, Aaron, if you remember it... Uh... We were into Eurogaming together. And I actually said to Gary Napa, who was the lead design, was he? Yeah. Well, yeah. I actually said that I was quite impressed with the marketing strategy because all we knew was there was a space station called Sevastopol. There was Amanda Ripley and the alien arrived on the Mhm. That,
1: that
2: that was it. it. That was all we knew. Oh, and the ship was the Torrens that they arrived on.
1: Uh, do...
2: That was it. That really was about as much as we knew.
1: They were letting the experience of the game talk for them more than they were blowing their own trumpet I mean yep. they were you know they were emphasising how intelligent and how uh, unscripted the alien was and how um, and the experience would be and they were letting letting you sit down and, and have a go and experience that I mean um was it EGX Birmingham where were you? yeah Um <laughs> Yeah. We got. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if folk remember, I went down to um, Horsham and I had a had a play at Creative Assembly Studios, and that level, um, which was the one they were showing off to pretty much all the press, uh, eventually showed up at EGX Birmingham for everybody to have a go with, and that turned out to be the level spoilers, in which the first alien is actually ejected from the space station. Um, from Sevastopol and that is up until that point I think the most intense uh, part of the game so you know for, for press for, um, for people coming to these conventions they are giving you, without spoiling it the most intense part of the first half of the game, in my opinion anyway, so they really were sort of emphasising you know just sit down, have a go, let us blow you away
2: I say what I loved about it as well was that everyone's experience was different. I mean, I remember we were talking about it in the car all the way back, like how different all our experiences was. Mm. And to be honest with you, that's quite true throughout the whole game because me and you were on Skype quite a lot during our playthrough, lots of screaming. <laughs>
1: but
2: there were sections where I was breezing through, and sections where Hicks was getting bogged down with the aliens constantly trying to kill him. So it was just so different for both of us, which is why I'm actually looking forward to playing it again on hard mode.
1: Mm. Yeah, so uh, I, I whimped out. <laughs> what, what what did you play, Ridge Did you play hard?
0: I played it on medium. Yeah. Uh, I started on hard, but it was just getting really frustrating, so I figured I would, I would just get through it the first time and go back and play it on hard.
1: So we uh, we both played it on medium just to sort of get, get through, through it. And and to be fair, it was. It was still reasonably um, reasonably difficult on Medium. Yeah,
0: No, Medium was a challenge, for sure.
2: Um, so... I will say, though, I, I have to admit, I actually died more to humans than I ever did the alien.
0: Yeah, no, they they take you out quick with gunfire. And that was one thing that I was a little disappointed with, is that a lot of the survivors on the station were just quick to...
1: Have a fear.
0: Right. They would just hold you up, like, get out of here, and then when you start to move, they'll shoot you anyway in a lot of cases unless you, like, just back up instantly. And so I think I wish we would have ran into more groups of people that were just trying to survive. I think that might have made things a little more interesting. I mean, you do come across them sometimes, but they're usually just on their own or kind of mm. doing their own thing.
1: They, uh, they didn't really serve much purpose um, on... On one of my playbacks, uh, when I went exploring after I'd finished the game, I came across um, somebody. I, I ended up saving somehow. I can't remember where it was, or no, it, it was near it was near the uh, KG Labs, and I'd saved, saved somebody. I'd saved somebody. Yeah, I never came across anybody. And, uh, I, had to save. I don't. It wasn't intentional to save it. it?
2: It wasn't Have the I objective
1: missed? or anything, but I somehow saved this guy. Um, you know, got rid of the alien. So I was being a bit more brazen once I'd, um, once I'd finished it, while I was exploring, and I saved this guy. So he's, he's just following me around for a bit, not not really doing anything, until one point where the healing jumps back down. All I heard was this shriek, this guy scream. I was like, oh no, <laughs>
0: I'm,
1: I'm gonna hide That's now. But
0: followed you around though.
1: Mm, but it, it the, the humans. I I said I said it in the boards, and I, I think I mentioned it in the review. I feel like the humans were almost intentionally not there to help you to sort of continue this feeling of um, God forbid me for the puns, the feeling of isolation that um, you know Amanda Amanda has that you have while you're playing it. I feel like it was sort of intentional, but. Um, it does also feel like a bit of a misbeat you know it could have been interesting trying to um, use these survivors a bit more um, rather than just using them as, um, as fodder for the aliens which was surprisingly uh, satisfying I felt a bit sadistic um, you know throwing the noise maker and grinning while I saw the the dots yeah. slowly fading off my motion tracker. Um, I have to admit, I started gaining a bit of a,
2: a love relationship with the alien there, just going, go on, go on, clear my path.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the best element of the humans, was just seeing how they would react with the alien, either while you were hiding or if you were using the alien to get rid of him.
1: The um the working Joes were also fun around the alien. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think you managed to uh, pull some interesting quotes, didn't you, Chevy?
2: Yeah, there's some fantastic ones. It's like, what are you? I'm reporting you to Apollo. <laughs> Stuff like <laughs> that. It's like, just just keep talking to him. And The alien will check out the Joes. It's like, what the? <laughs> it's it's like as well where they they like they're really cold as well. It's like they're just trying to strangle you. And it's like I'm only trying to help you. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> No, the the Joes were pretty creepy.
0: I thought they were they were handled in a really uh awesome way, um, for the franchise, just to have more like rudimentary, kinda simple androids. Um and I also thought it was funny when Sam- Samuels was trying to access Apollo and he kinda had a run in with him and he was just like, I don't have time for this and he just smashes his head against the console.
1: Speaking so. of, Samuels I thought was one of the more interesting characters so I was sort of slightly disappointed. That um, he disappeared for a bit, yeah. (laughs) And, well, I'm not too entirely sure if I missed something. I'll say spoilers just in case. But um, Samuels is is an android. Um, But right from the start, he says, um, you know, I don't need sleep. Or something to that effect. And then when it later confirms that he's an android, the game didn't make a big deal out of it and I actually really really like that because as much as the game eventually sort of includes some typical tropes of alien narrative um, that one that would normally be a typical big deal is, is just breezed over, like it's commonplace and I, I really really liked that
2: well if you remember as well yeah. in the aliens they're actually a common thing to be on board a ship so yeah. perhaps in those 15 years they start starting to be introduced more and more onto ships mm-hmm
1: no it it was it was more of a fact of how they handled it in the story wise i mean you know they don't come out right and say it and but they sort of say it but then they don't when it when it becomes evident it's not they're not going hey guys we we we're sort of alien and we've got an android here and we didn't tell you it was an android so the cube
2: Hints, I think, to make you believe he's going to betray you, like Ash, I suppose.
1: Uh, yeah. Way.
2: Because he does kind of go off on his own little tangent for a while, doesn't he? You can't get hold of him, and you're just thinking well, I was thinking the whole time yeah, I'm going to end up having a, a confrontation with Samuels here and it just it was the complete opposite uh. when I actually Yeah, found
0: I it. I thought the same thing. I thought when he because um, I guess he tries to access um, the Apollo computer, and I thought like it was going to rewrite him or something so he would be working for Apollo pretty much and he would become an antagonist in the game. So that's what I was kind of thinking would, would happen there.
1: I suppose there's also um he does sort of disappear about the same time the androids start going, um, going rogue. Yeah. yeah. So yeah.
2: There's lots of evidence to point that he has gone rogue.
1: Uh, a nice my surprise. There was a, there was another um, sort of twist on that in uh, in Marlowe. Um you know he could potentially be set up as a well he is sort of set up as the typical greedy guy who's gonna try and take an egg and sell it off uh, spoilers again by the way um, Marlowe being the captain of the uh, Anisadora but then is his, his storyline starts to come to a close you know you find out he's doing he's doing the right thing in a somewhat drastic way but He's doing the right thing, he's being honourable, he's not hes not trying to get off with a face facehugger to make a ton of money. And I really like that as well.
2: He was doing the Ellen Ripley. Mm.
1: And yeah, was- that
0: was a, the, an interesting angle where he was like, you know, this this is what your mother would have done, um, that we just have to get rid of the alien and not risk, risk it at all. So, yeah, I thought that was interesting, um, and of course as Amanda you just don't want to die, so you stop him. So But it, it was a good angle. It it was much better than just kinda of like your typical villain for sure.
1: Um but in, in, it did sort of become somewhat typical, um, in terms of um you know, weyland Jutani emerging from the background as the um as the big baddies.
0: Of course, yeah.
1: <laughs> but with them Largely remaining out of the story, and when it sort of points us into the typical spoilers, so when it starts to um point us towards the uh typical hive being used and experimented on the tropes it's familiar, but it's been dealt with differently up to that point, and to make it even more different, it's a completely unique experience in terms of in terms of the games um because you know, we're down there unarmed, and let, let's just talk about it right now, because this is, without a doubt, one of the best parts of the game. Um, Ridgetop, for those still listening who aren't, you know, who are being spoiled, do you want to tell them a little bit about...
0: Right, so there's there's mul- multiple aliens in the game, and there's an alien hive, and I was really surprised by that, because I think in a number of interviews, Creative Assembly said that there was just one alien. And so when I saw the alien hive, I was just like, oh, shit, like, I wasn't expecting this at all. I thought somehow the alien that gets ejected would manage to find a way back Mm -hmm. on the station. Either the Anisidora would come into contact with that ejected pod or whatever. I didn't expect there to be a bunch of aliens. And so when you're in the hive and seeing all the eggs and facehuggers, it just it makes it all that more interesting because you're like, well, well, is there going to be a queen now? Like, what's going on? How did this happen? And it doesn't really explain it, but it's still... I mean, I don't think it really needs to. I think it's good to have a bit of mystery there uh-huh. um, as to how... I mean, we don't see any egg morphing or anything like that. But, um, no, the Hive was definitely one of the best parts of the game. The Hive looked incredible how they did it. Just like the architecture of the alien resin and all that sculpted like around the environment. It was just really well done. And I love the... Um, popping the face huggers with the revolver. So,
1: oh, you were that fast. Screw <laughs> <laughs> that. Yeah, I, I just, <laughs> I just heard the uh, heard the sounds and I, I couldn't see them to the last possible moment. And the amount of times they shit me up, just launching themselves at me. Jesus Christ!
2: I tell you what, as well. When you first open those doors, your first reaction is, shit. oh shit. It really is. Yeah. And you can hear instantly. If you remember in Alien where the directors go, like Ellen goes, she finds Dallas and Brett, and you can hear moaning. It's, it's like that all the way through, and you're just there going, oh God, they could be anywhere in here. There's and a... the motion tracker, forget it. It's just constantly bleeping.
1: Again, it's the, it's the sound design. Um, It's a really, really effective down there because you've got the water dripping you've got the motion tracker pretty much going constantly off in the background I've got all the sound effects of the uh, people in there and the aliens plural again you, you don't know where they are but they're there constantly surrounding you and oh god it was it was terrifying
2: I hate it I absolutely hate it and that is in there as well is where well, I hated it but I was smiling like an idiot the entire time it's like this is amazing and don't kill me <laughs> But didn't
1: didn't you have your best death down there? My best
2: death was was in there because there are a couple of lockers like dotted around in that area, but they're only they're like the really small cabinets. Now, I was hiding in them a lot because there is the, your you, hiding options are quite limited. They, be, they give you a lot of flamethrower ammo to try and fend off the aliens, but this one particular, I, I was hiding in this locker. And the alien, it, it walked past. It's as if you could just see it go, I've not checked this locker, this little cabinet thing. And it comes up to the locker. it's, I don't know if it was a bug or, or whatever, but the way it happened, it was like it tipped me out of the locker. Amanda sprawled along the floor, started looking around, couldn't see the alien, rolled onto her back and saw the alien sat above the cabinet and then it just pounced on me, dead. That is the coolest death I've had so far, but I, like I said, I'm not sure if it was a bug and it was clipping into the locker. It just happened really fast, but... Were you recording? No! No! It was, it was and I was even more gutted that I had to go back to arm the reactor again <laughs> and get back through all that again. <laughs> I was like, oh. So scary in there. So scary.
1: I, I thought it was nicely built up to as well, because... You know when I, I I gathered what was coming before I got down there. Well, I sort of figured what was coming, but was sort of like no, nah, it's not going to happen. When they start saying on about the um, foreign presence detected below the reactor, and I was like, it's going to be a hive. No, it can't be a hive. Yeah, it's got to be a hive. And got down there. Just wow. And and you know what? What's even better is um, to sort of skip off a little bit it's what i always want them to do in the in the books or the comics is is to get into is i want a character that's down in a hive like we were completely unarmed well not we weren't completely unarmed but somebody was down there unarmed and crawling his way through um just to see what that was like i mean no exit sort of dabbled in it a little bit um but didn't quite hold it enough for me, and actually being forced into the very experience that I I really want from from a book was was frigging awesome. I loved it. I I didn't have to wonder what somebody else was thinking. I ended up having that situation myself. Um, you no, know, it is a it is a video game, but it was that immersive, the whole game that you know it was a case of oh shit, what am I gonna do?
2: <laughs> yep, as soon as that door opens it's like, oh, no, no. I, I
0: really love the part where um, you're flipping the switches and then you pull up your motion tracker and you hear all the aliens screeching and you see all these dots light up and you're just oh. like, oh, shit and I was a little disappointed that they didn't have more aliens um, after you, I mean, I know that would have been crazy difficult, but you were never facing more than two at a time and even still, that was only in like two little... Parts of the game that was in the hive, and then again at the end. For like ninety-eight percent of the game, it was just the one alien. Well, so I would have liked if more would have popped up.
1: Um, when when did you did you guys both run into two in the hive then? Physically yeah, run into, two, run into yeah. two down on the I ground.
2: Actually, I, I did, you know, yeah. In the second reactor, where you got around the second reactor.
1: Mm.
2: Uh, I actually turned. There was one alien approaching me from one side of the corridor, and one approaching me from the other. It was like, oh,
1: oh yay! <laughs> uh, see, I never had two in the um, in the hive. I didn't run into two until um, until later on um, when you're trying to get the um, the umbilical out for uh, the Torrens. Because <laughs> if if you remember when I was playing, Chris and I went, oh god, not two of them. Is <laughs> um, yeah. The door just opened and two of them came out. I was like, oh, fuck. I can't, good, what folks. what am I going to do about some... two?
2: It's more evidence for varying gameplay, though, between mm. different people.
1: So, but,
2: cool.
1: so just imagine, you know, we've spent this game, the majority of this game, just trying to avoid one. And the first time I ran into two, I just shit my me bricks because I did not know I was going to deal with two. Do you really think you could have dealt with the... Uh, with, with two of them on you, or more one than two was. of them on you,
2: <laughs> one was bad enough.
1: Ridgetop, do you want do you want do you want more than one?
0: I I thought it was was fine. I mean, I I'm glad they kept it to one most of the time because it it made those moments really intense when there was more than one, huh. and. I I know you guys aren't going to agree with me, but I actually kind of wish you could kill the aliens. Like since since multiple ones started popping up, as soon as I got the shotgun, I was like, oh hell yeah, am I going to be able to like do some damage here? Like maybe not kill it. And if you blast one with a shotgun a number of times, it'll stumble backwards and it'll even have some uh, uh, bloody wounds on it, but it won't do anything. And mm. and I guess that's for the best overall. But uh, the shooter fan in me kind of. <laughs> Like, I was like, well, if we're going to have a bunch of aliens, I, I want to, like, be able to get at least some of them.
1: But, yeah, I'm going to say I don't agree with you. But well, on- I'm not surprised. <laughs> only only for what the game was attempting to do. I mean, the whole point of the experience was that the alien is indestructible. Yeah, for, you know, for gameplay purposes, it is. But that was the... Point they were trying to convey. So when and I you... agree,
0: like it would have felt off if you were standing yeah, over yeah, a dead that, alien That's that's that that
1: exactly so. what I'm going for, um, because it got to the point where the visual impact of two was enough to make me shit another brick. And then, spoiler alert, the very end when you're <laughs> um, when you're out on top of that umbilical, and you just get a fuck ton of them show up. The the visual and emotional impact at that point was me sort of grabbing on, going, fuck. It was powerful, you know. And um,
2: I really wish I'd have got a screen cap of that, because they were all just like posed there. It's
1: mm. Like, hey! <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm glad that bit actually happened, because every time I was out in um, outside of the station, I was like, they're really missing a treat not having the alien out here after me. So uh, to actually get that before the uh, game ended was... Uh, uh, was really nice. It actually really pleased me.
0: What did you guys think about the ending?
1: Um, I think it suited the game perfectly. Um, because it majority of the storylines are wrapped up. Um, Amanda finds out about Ellen. We find out about the station. Um, we kill the alien, or well, one of the aliens, and then we blow up the rest of them, maybe, and. It ends with Amanda being exactly what the title said: in isolation. I mean, it, it's yeah, it can seem a bit cheap in that it's it's a bit of a setup for a sequel. Um, but thematically, um, in terms of the story, I I think it was very suitable um, because you know if she's isolated. It furthers that feeling of um, hopelessness that the game's going for throughout.
2: I think a lot of the aliens uh, books and films also tend to have a lot of open endings. I mean, Out of the Shadows had an open ending. Mm. Uh, I think the most recent one, yeah, had an open ending yeah. as well. Because I commented on it and said, don't these alien books ever like wrap up?" Mm. Uh, if you think about it, Alien had an open ending, which was closed in Aliens. Aliens had an open ending. The only one that had a finite ending was number three.
1: Even then, that wasn't even had an open ending. Mm. Three wasn't. I didn't think quite so definitive, because there were threads there. If they needed them, you had Morse. They I suppose. Yeah. Hadn't blown up the derelict at that point, and That didn't come until. But
2: they did kill the main character.
1: Yeah, true. But you know, <laughs> that, that that was Ripley's storyline closed. There yeah. were still threads left.
2: What so you... I love about this is that we've now got options mm. again. So there is a chance that we might get another alien isolation esque type yeah. game which I'm quite happy for. I I would be willing to pay again for that kind well, of experience.
0: Hicks, I know you mentioned in the review that this is the last one, uh, as far as we know, that Sega's doing. Uh, since this one is so successful, I would be really surprised if they didn't try and renew the rights.
1: Oh. You see, that leads to a, a bit of a worry on my part as well. I mean, I, I loved the game. I thought it was brilliant. Well there's the DLC that I haven't made much of a dent in yet because I've I've had a break from playing it, I've lost my nerves, I've lost my adrenaline high, and I can't jump straight back into it. Um but there's still options for other stuff. It looks like there might be some story driven DLC hidden away in the game files somewhere. Um you know, Gary Napper spoke about maybe doing a well, he his desire to do an Alien Three style DLC, um at EGX Birmingham. and I like the idea of sort of more mini campaigns but i think isolation feels like a a lot like catching lightning at the minute and i don't want them to oversaturate it with survival horror games um i still think we need a decent shooter um Mm -hmm. and i would like to actually see creative assembly take a Take a go at doing a shooter that you know with with MP uh, with multiplayer afterlife because that's what I'm I'm quite concerned about the afterlife of Alien Isolation.
0: Yeah, no, that's kind of what I was alluding to earlier. Even though it wouldn't have worked within the context of this game, I thought you know the weapons were cool enough on their own. If they if Creative Assembly did do a shooter and had like a really good middle ground for another game of like survival horror but still a really competent shooter, that could be really awesome.
1: Hmm, I'd buy that as long as it, you know, as long as it made sense within the context of what they were driving for, um, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, AVP 2010, the first first three levels, the last couple of levels, when it was all in that alien alien's feeling, um, I thought that was really effective, and um, love it or hate it, but the rock-paper-scissors nature of, um, of the gameplay during those environments made it feel very in-your-face. Um, you know, it made it feel very visceral, and that's the kind of thing that I'd like to see. You know, might be played a, played upon a, a bit more and uh, give it that tense, tense feeling, um, the the feeling of danger. You know, being there. Um, but yeah, I'm totally up for seeing Creative Assembly do more. Um, so, you're
2: talking about like an aliens survival horror with pulse rifles, limited ammo.
1: Yeah. Um, that kind of where, where you know it is possible to kill them, but it's a danger. Acid is yeah, a danger. Absolutely,
2: I, I think it's essential now. I mean, the fear in isolation, the alien has its fear back, it has its power back. Why not keep that in an Aliens game? Mm. Why not keep it being intelligent? Why not keep it being strong? If it gets to you, you're dead. Not none of this, I'm just going to keep bitch slapping you around the face until you lose all your health, like it was in ACM. I would much rather have the alien being a one hit wonder weapon. Because that's really what it is anyway.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. That's what I really love about isolation.
0: Yeah, no, it's definitely the most like intimidating and powerful we've seen the alien since the first film. So for that alone, the game is just a really good success on that front. But I think I think moving it forward, like yeah, I think a shooter would be the next logical step or at least something in between. I mean, AVP 2010 on Nightmare Difficulty was kind of the same way. Like, if it got to you, one or two swipes and you you were done. So... I I would really like to see a... a, like a survival horror shooter from them.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. I agree.
1: And you know what's even more surprising is that these guys are known for an RTS-style thing. You know, it's... Which I also play. (laughs) It's tough. You know... Um, Rebellion, God bless them, I still love their games but they're an established shooter, they have established history in AVP um, Gearbox are well known for shooters as well mm-hmm. and it takes it takes this strategy and before that they did sports didn't they, it takes this studio that's had seemingly little to contribute towards it come out and just completely turn it upside down and go you know what the fuck were you guys doing it's not this hard um <laughs> that's Right. It. I mean the only thing
2: they have to do is recreate the experience and tell a new story that is all they have to do
1: yeah but the, you don't want to you don't want to get it oversaturated though you don't want to make it lose its effect that's, no, no, the... that's what
2: I'm saying that they have recreated alien mm. but a new story in a new location and it worked uh. So, so do the
1: same do thing with aliens, aliens then. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Well, I hope you guys are listening. That's what we want.
2: <laughs>
1: <sighs> I'm going to be pestering you it to Gary. Um, oh, you never, Rich Top, you never said how you felt about the end of the game because I know it's a point of contention for some people. Mm-hmm. Um, me and Chevy are obviously happy with it. Were you? Were you cool?
0: I thought it was pretty cool. It, it reminded me of the Dead Space ending. I thought that, you know, it was a bit of a cliffhanger. And it did set it up for a sequel. So I, I thought it was fine. Um, there was a bit of a point where, like, you get on the ship and you're about to escape and the alien's back. And I'm just like, God, there's just no getting away from this thing. But I thought that overall the ending was effective for a survival horror game and I think the fact that you see that there's another ship around kind of it keeps you interested oh like oh what's gonna happen next she's she's been found by somebody what's like what where does the story go from here so I I thought overall it worked a lot of people were complaining that there wasn't enough of a payoff in the ending or a resolution yeah. but I think a game like this it's more about just the journey and the experience you have and in the ending I thought it worked so
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so, something that doesn't really get talked about nowadays is um, the fact that Amanda's the um, Amanda's the protagonist. I mean, when when that was revealed, there was a lot of, really, is that what yep. we're doing? Um,
2: I I am guilty of that as well. I remember texting <laughs> you going, "Oh, Ripley again?
1: Seriously?" <laughs> so I say so I thought the same, but having played it, has have thoughts changed? Did yes. you buy into it?
0: Absolutely. definitely I and thought least, the actress handled it really well
2: and she was like like I agree with Creative Assembly she was the only one with enough drive to actually find out what happened to the Dostromo mm. so it made
1: sense see, I, I completely brought into it in, in the game itself as well because yeah she would be the one to be out there looking for it, it would make sense it's not contrived that she's nearby because she's purposely out there trying to find hints of a mother and um i really really brought into her actions throughout the story and the um uh, the payoff spoiler alert when um you know you actually get on the anisadora and you listen to sigourney weaver's voice read that read that message to amanda it was uh the feels oh god the feels,
2: feels. mm-hmm but I liked as well, again, spoiler, how the black box was what you went for, mm. and you find it within like the first hour, and it's like, nope, black box is, black box is like, it's <laughs> broke, it doesn't work, it's like, great. <laughs> <laughs> Can't we just go now?
0: <laughs> yeah, I thought that part was great.
1: They, they were evil to Amanda, weren't they?
2: They really were.
1: I mean, I, I I used to think Lara Croft was the most abused woman in gaming history after that last game, but Jesus Christ, Amanda, step down, Laura. Amanda, come on, hobble up, all bruised and blooded. Show who's the woman.
2: Yeah, I would actually say that Amanda's—I uh, can't remember who did the voiceover for her—but I would say she was actually on par with the most recent Tomb Raider game. Mm.
1: 'Cause yeah, the I voiceovers take that. and that
2: were, were fantastic in Tomb Raider. I'd never heard voiceovers quite as believable as that until obviously Creative Assembly again have stepped it up, but they're at least on par.
1: So yeah. Amanda Amanda was I forget the actress's name, it was Andrea Deck, that was the name. Yeah, I thought she was wonderful. Um by and large the other characters weren't given as much you know as much material for their actors to really to really play with but um, oh you know what this is something that seems to have snuck by the wayside William Hope played uh, Waits and uh, for those of you who might not recognize the name William Hope played Gorman in Aliens and actually played uh, Dr. Groves in Rebellion's AVP 2010 So for for the first game we've had in a while without Lance Hendrickson, they still managed to sneak in some Aliens alumni in there anyway.
0: Mm -hmm. I was a little disappointed that um, the Marshall Waits character was um, killed off so quickly, like just when his character was starting to get developed. And we don't know. I mean, it's assumed that an android gets him, but it's it's not really detailed. So I was a little disappointed. I thought he would be around for, for longer as well.
1: He was a
0: dick
2: he ejected me into space
1: right again it's another case of um, of um, what's his face Marlow it's another case of the Marlowe thing the guy's just doing whatever it takes to get this alien off and if if you were going along reading the backstory um, you know they did put effort into presenting him as yeah he was a badass and he was being a dick but he was doing it to um Sack off this alien and protect everybody overall.
2: He was very ruthless mm. with his methods as well.
1: But uh, poor guy. But you know how—that's the whole point of this thing, isn't it? How people react to that situation and the desperateness of it all. Um, right, I'm—I'm going to have to actually hand it off to you, Pear, at this point because this isn't something I've really played yet, but. Obviously, we've already got some DLC in the I way of. Actually,
2: um... We we have missed a huge piece, a huge oh. spoiler. As oh well. god, yes.
1: Um. Yeah. Okay. Before I, before we diverge off there. Spoiler. The derelict. How <laughs> fucking awesome was that?
0: Oh, that was so great. Like, I was not expecting that at all. I kind of, I kind of knew it just as soon as that um, the loading dock came down on that ship Mm -hmm. and it was the stormy planet I'm like this has got to be LV-426 because they're talking about the beacon and all that and then just seeing it over the hill for the first time and and getting to walk up to it and go into it and see the the space jockey chamber just like the movie it was just a total fanboy experience and it was awesome so
1: (laughs) I was I really wish we could have explored it more as well that you know, that's, that's the one gripe I always have about these, the games. That's the one thing I want is a next-gen representation of the derelict. And I want to have a little walk around. But all you ever do is give me a couple of corridors in the pilot's chamber. Let me explore.
2: But for the first time ever, we actually got to go down.
1: Yeah. Can
2: you yeah. well, Oh, no, I mean, you did
1: You did in ACM.
2: Uh, got it. I don't
1: count that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: um...
1: <laughs> And a little bit of a nerd whinge here, but I was a bit... I wish the corridors had been taller. They were supposed to be space jockeys, giant things. Why are these corridors the size of people? Well,
0: wasn't, wasn't that supposed to be like a vent or something that they entered in, like an exhaust port of the ship? Because I think it was about that tall in the film.
1: Uh, yeah,
2: I think, I think Ristop might be right, actually.
1: Yeah, but it was also structured slightly different in the film. Because in the game, you it leads you out into the corridor. Whereas in the right. film, they have to climb up and over. So yeah, they might have been more of a access vent for the uh, engineers to be crawling through. Um, so you know, it wasn't 100% authentic for those of you that are out there looking for that. But it was still freaking awesome.
0: Yeah, they did have one new room, which was the room that the uh, Beacon. the warning signal was being broadcast from. So that was kind of interesting, especially the, uh, the technology they had. It was like they had these bioluminescent lights come up and it was... It was really cool.
1: Hmm. Uh, well, d- did it boil your blood? Word. Was it was it too reminiscent of um, Prometheus?
0: Not at all. I thought they it, it didn't remind me of Prometheus one bit. Like Aliens Colonial Marines did a little bit, because when you're going through the derelict in that, they have the really flat floors and the uh, the hallways are the same shape that they were in Prometheus, but nothing really reminded me of of that aesthetic that the Juggernaut had in that movie.
1: So. You didn't you didn't think the hologram.
0: No, because it was just like a, a blue light that you put your hand through. There wasn't like you didn't have to play a magic flute or
2: anything. So,
1: <laughs> I I thought it was, personally, but I, I liked that whole aesthetic of Prometheus, the hologram uh,
2: Allegedly, stuff. I can't confirm it, but I read on the official Alien Isolation forums that there were actually mural paintings as if from Prometheus in, well, that, room. in that room. In that room? In that room, but I never saw them. I never looked. I can't confirm it. So if someone wants to go out there, have a look, confirm it, mm-hmm. like debunk it, whatever.
1: Ridged up. You are I, not. You are not I allowed looked to.
2: Everywhere. <laughs> I looked everywhere in
0: the derelict. I didn't see any murals, but uh, that would be cool.
1: Um. So yeah, that, that's 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 that all. Another awesome part talked about. Um. So now shall we go into the uh, DLC? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um. So I I haven't really delved into it much because I've had a little bit of a break to uh, Return to the World and the Misses. Um, so I haven't <laughs> regained the nerve to jump back in. I keep cacking my pants. Um, but you guys have both both completed them.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah.
1: So, um, no, Ridgetop, do you just want to lead the way with the uh, DLC talk?
0: Um, I thought they were both just really well done. It was really cool to have the original cast back doing their voices and of course they they do do sound a little different but I mean it doesn't really matter but overall they did a really great job and just to have them all back together was really nostalgic so as far as the missions themselves um, the first one it's kind of you know, a what-if scenario, the events are a little bit different. You choose which character you want to play as that goes into the vents.
1: And that's, that's the crew expendable one.
0: Right. And then the second one, you're you're as Ripley in kind of the, the climax of the film, trying to get on the Narcissus. But um, it ends right when you get on the Narcissus. So I was a little disappointed in that. I was like hoping I'd get a seer like, slip into that spacesuit first person or something.
1: So. <laughs> you're Yeah. <perfect. laughs> I, um... now, the crew
2: expendable. The the what if the ending is actually quite interesting.
1: Okay. Did did you enjoy those ones as well? Were, were they quite up to up to spec as the same experience that isolation was? Uh, the vents
2: were. <laughs> where you got to lead the alien uh, through the vents. Oh my god. Because you don't have a torch. So you, or a flashlight. You 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 can't see. You literally have a flamethrower to light. The path in the vents, and it's it's like a like a labyrinthian. There's multiple directions, and you've got Lambert's voice going. It's coming right for you. Get out of there. Get out. there she's getting more and more panic, and that's relaying into your own fear, and you can't see a damn thing. All you can hear is through the vents. that's pounded, and the aliens coming for you, and you don't know which direction it's coming from. It's really cool.
0: I think it might have been better if they would have left the motion tracker out of the movie DLC. I think it would have made it a little bit more intense, because it's kind of funny to have Lambert like saying she sees it on the tracker, but you have a tracker as well. So I think it would have made it a little bit more closer to the film if they had left that out. I know for gameplay purposes, it you know you have to have it, but
2: probably would have been impossible. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Biosolites as well. They actually modeled that motion tracker as well into the game. Oh, I mean, I know it had a screen that wasn't on it, but the actual... It looked like the motion tracker from Alien.
1: Which is they they re-skinned it and well, remodeled it. Yeah, for... they remodeled
2: it, but you, you could definitely tell it was...
1: Yeah. Well, it had, had a big honking um, antenna st- stuck out the front of it. <laughs> it looked a fair bit more different to the uh, one I'd just been using for 20 hours.
2: But I've got to say, out of the two DLCs, my favourite is by far The Last Survivor.
1: One. Okay and that's the uh, that's what the second one's called. Yep. Okay. Is it
2: Last Survivor? I think so. Uh,
1: yeah, I think it is. Yep. And and that's, that's Ripley trying to escape.
0: Yep. No, I I prefer that one too
2: because it really recreated that climax of the film. Absolutely. So it's, it's 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 quite slow I found until you activate the self destruct. And then you've got the, the the sirens going and the steam is blowing out and everything everything's just the noise it's again you're quite scared but at the same time you're grinning like a fool. Full... it is just like the film
1: <laughs> was the guy there flapping the uh, flapping the piece of card
2: I didn't have time to look man I was oh. running <laughs> I was getting the hell out of that shit box
1: <laughs> I, I always notice that bit in the film I can't I can't help myself looking for it
2: really? I, I have not seen that you,
1: uh, yeah you there's the um, at some point. there's a bit where Ripley's running and uh, she. Takes a left, and uh, you could see the guy stood there flapping a uh, piece of card or whatever to create the strobe effects. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
1: so at, at the minute, they're, they're only available to folk who pre-ordered um, either the Nostromo, in which you just get crew expendable, or the Ripley edition, in which case you get both. But I'm they will on Steam. You can now already buy one of them, so you can buy them. Um, well, and the other one will be available. Um, but what I was going to ask you was um, w- would you recommend those as, as separate purchases
2: definitely yeah although I don't think they're quite as well polished as what the main game is uh, there's a couple of instances where in the vents for me in the crew expendable where the sound engine was doing some odd things like it was like building up and then it would go flat back to normal music the building up going back to flat music a bit strange and sometimes when you're at a table as you could see out of the map it, something wrong there but you know
1: okay.
2: it's still really cool really cool yeah. experience
1: um
2: and it's the it's, crew expendable by the way that I've just found which is available now on steam for £2.79
1: that's not bad com- <laughs> I was I was disappointed
0: DLC. in um last survivor that one of the oje- objectives wasn't to pick up the cat box
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> i think that that would have been awesome um
1: so there's also another game mode we haven't really spoke about, and that is Survivor. Um, at, at the minute, um, the game's only shipped with one. but It seems like there's a season pass for a further five five maps. Um, I've I've had a good chunk on it, and I know you've uh, Chevy, you've played it at, at EGX London um, a couple of weeks ago. A couple of weeks ago, last month.
2: Yeah, a couple of yeah. weeks
1: ago. Um, Ristop, have you, have you had a whack on it?
0: Yeah, I gave it a try. Um, it's definitely challenging. I kind of wish they would have included more than just
1: one well, to begin yeah. with,
0: because it feels like a DLC cash-in a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, I guess the rumor is someone was looking into the game files, and it looks like the um, the doctor on board the ship, the, the DLC scenarios are going to revolve around her trying to get rid of her research, and um, the... Uh, uh, I guess the company man for and You play as him, also trying to to collect evidence of the the alien or or whatever. I mean, the details haven't been released, but it looks like it'll be something along those lines. So I'm wondering how story driven the uh, the survivor mode will be with the DLC.
1: Unless they're separate and there is a season pass for Survivor and this separate story driven DLC. Who knows?
2: So I, I would openly welcome some side story mission DLC. But uh,
1: would you be would you be interested in further Survivor just as it is now?
2: I'm not a Survivor
1: fan. You <laughs> didn't like it?
2: It's It gives you a good idea of what the aliens like, what, what the alien can do. It gives you an idea of kind of combat with the alien. But I, for me. Alien Isolation is a game that you experience. It's not a game where you rush from point mm. A to point B. It's It takes the whole point out of it.
1: Well, um... The, the, the mode is it's actually shipped is slightly different to what we played at London, in that there's two separate leaderboards. There is one for speed, mm-hmm. and there's also one for points. And points is based on um, three objectives that you can do. Um and extra bits and bobs that you can do so that the three objectives for the ones at the minute are collect two ID tags um, delete the, um, the delete the data, whatever it was and lock down the stairwell um, but there's also other ones in there that give you bonuses and multipliers and I've managed to find um, no tracker um, no hiding as in no hiding in lockers or stuff like that um no preparation, which is where you don't pick up any anything in that room at where you start. Um not using the flamethrower. And the other one's called Gatherer, but I haven't been able to figure out what what it was. Um so there is a little bit more to it than just speed running, if that's how you'd be so inclined to play it. Um, but I do worry that it's not enough to sustain Sustain interest. Um, For me, um, the simplicity of it um, reminded me a lot of Alien um, Alien trilogy, which you know it gave gave me a bit of a nostalgic twang. In that, pretty much all levels of Alien trilogy were find the uh, find the button, turn the button on, get to the elevator, which which was what at its core was what this, this particular survivor survivor map was i mean all the other points and stuff were, were uh, you know um optional and the basic core of it was to turn a generator on and get to the elevator mm-hmm. um so that nostalgic twinge did did make me happy but in terms of other maps i do think there's potential for a bit more interest there and in that you can have now that we've seen it we can have a hive map um which would be that, awesome no, no. Um,
2: <laughs> in the best possible way no
1: <laughs> <laughs> for those of us who aren't pussies that would be awesome um i personally would love something in with the derelict um you know the derelict assets maybe create something new using those um you know those assets i would i would you know roll over backwards for a uh, for a derelict survivor map
2: yeah, because they don't have to make sense, really, do they?
1: No, no um, just
2: for fun. For me, Survivor the... is one of these things where if you've got if you've got fifteen minutes and you just want to get a bit of an alien fix, then Survivor is the mode for you because you can finish your game in five ten minutes. Hmm. I mean, that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, for that it's it's definitely a good mode for uh, a quick play of it. The one thing that worries me is if it'll just be a retread of of certain environments from the campaign. I think it would be great, like you said, if they focused on environments that we didn't really get to see a lot of in the game, like the Hive or the Derelict, and kind of do some new things with that. But I think it would be even better to maybe do some other maps, something completely different that we didn't see at all in the game, or maybe aboard the Anisadora, like areas of that ship we didn't get to see, or the Torrens. But... something that's not like, oh, here's this random stairwell, or here's this this part of the single-player game that you've already done, just with some extra challenges. I think, you know, if if they want people to pay what they're asking for the season pass, they
2: should keep it a little, a little more interesting than that. And if Creative Assembly really want people to raise, release a survival map in St. Christopher Hospital. Because everyone <laughs> loves medical for the first time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was joyous. You um... actually
2: die there. I had no trouble so when I went into the forums he was like Uh... I keep dying in the hospital really? but I suppose that we've had the upper hand with having
1: the mentality yeah but we've had the
2: hour haven't we as well I mean you actually had a lot more time than me because you kept going back in
1: uh, London on Survivor around and around and around (laughs) around (laughs) around just
2: to get that damn t-shirt
1: at EGX London um, when they were doing Survivor I was determined to um to get on the leaderboard um, because not many people were finishing the game in the allocated time um, you had 15 minutes I think 10 minutes, I can't remember yes. yep. um, and if you finished it and your time was fast enough you got put on the leaderboard and they gave you a t-shirt and uh, for those of you who probably don't remember this about me I I quite like collecting alien t-shirts Um, so I'd already got one seekson synthetic one from my studio trip, and when they were doing these robot ones, I was like, I want that! I want that so bad. So uh, yeah, I went, I went round five times until I, until I uh, succeeded. and got my t-shirt. Fun story.
2: Yeah, we know one of those robots nearly got me killed.
1: What did you activate it?
2: Uh, I was underneath a table, but I was clearly like it could see me just, and it was actually in the in the area where we played the EGX demo but obviously yeah, it was very yeah. different when we played it. And I was on, I was crouched behind this table and the alien come into the room which I was like, wait a minute, it didn't come into the room in the demo. I was expecting to be safe. I don't know why it's stupid. But it's going, do you want to play a game? And the alien's just going, what? What? <laughs> Where is it coming from? Screams at me and starts sprinting towards the table. It's like, you little bastard robot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, um... You know, overall, then, do we tell people to buy this game?
0: Definitely, if I mean, if you're a fan of the the franchise, there's no question.
1: I th- I think it is important though, to understand that th- this isn't AVP this isn't Colonial Marines, um, it is a different game. It's and not you- a game for everybody either. Mm. You do you do need to go into the game knowing that it requires patience, it requires caution. Intelligence, you cannot speed through this, and you're going to get so pissed off if you're trying to bomb through everything and the alien keeps getting you. It's 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 the experience, it's the tension, it's the fear, it's, it's the adrenaline high of surviving your encounters. I need to think
2: Dark Souls as well. You're going to die a lot,
1: and if you can't deal with that, then maybe maybe wait a little bit. But if if you're the kind of player that can, you know, can adapt to the game and understand how you're supposed to play it and get immersed in this world, then you're going to love it. Best 30 quid you'll spend. At least least yeah, lately. With
2: that as well. You're actually going to learn over the period of the game what the different noises mean from the alien as well. I mean, huh. there's certain noises which mean I'm safe for 10 seconds. There's certain noises which mean it's time to hide. There's hmm. noises that mean. Spin around with the flamethrower because <laughs> it's coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. yeah, it's it's. I would say, I mean, Wolfenstein was my game of the year up until I played Alien Isolation. Isolation has just blown me away from start to finish.
1: Mm-hmm. And to get the most out of this, I will say this now: lights off, headphones on, volume to up, volume up, gamma down as far down as it'll go, and enjoy. Um, what did you
0: guys uh, think about the retro uh, aesthetic of the game? We didn't really talk about yeah, that it's too sure. much. Well, all I've got to say, to Aaron is dup
2: dup 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 Yeah, they had uh,
0: some noisy
1: computers.
2: I. There's the season hacking tool thing. Is yeah. when it comes up, you open up the fuse box. <laughs> it's Awesome.
1: <laughs> we we sat there just humming just stuff down to each other <laughs> down there, down Skype no i I love the aesthetic um yeah it there was some murmur on the forums about you know Nostromo was old at the time. why does this station look like the Nostromo um you do actually get a fair bit of backstory into the um into the world you're in if you if you take the time to look through um look through the terminals and you know this the station's established to have been old anyway Siegson brought an, an an established station sort of explain. To explain the the outdated look, I suppose, of the place, and since it was pretty much every everything in it was up to a point was alien. You know, the title, the title font, the whole feel of the game, um, the look of the game. You know, the alien is largely Giga's alien, with a few you know liberties. Um, And stop whinging about the legs; they work. It looks smooth. Um, yeah, so I I dug it. I got into it. It it felt it felt right. It felt like the world I was in. It felt like you know I know what Creative Assembly is trying to establish for me here, and I can do it. I can get on with it. I mean, even even when they sort of had to uh, expand like the the opening missions at the at the space terminal, I I loved the whole seventies eighties airport feel to it all um so you know and and i knew that it was supposed to be sort of an old old aesthetic but still sort of feel futuristic to the point of alien so i felt they they did well creating creating the 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 rooms and the layouts and stuff and also did anybody else notice the uh, space flight to octaurus no i didn't see that
0: oh, oh, that's yeah. that's from
1: aliens oh right yeah um as in the Octo, it doesn't matter when it's octave baby oh uh,
2: yeah okay i get you anybody see the blade
0: runner yeah the little origami unicorn yeah
1: that would cool so you know as much as they'd like to say it was alien they were a little bits little bits <laughs> of side stuff there but yeah um that that's supposed the visual style was another big thing yeah uh, can't believe we nearly got nearly missed that did did you did you like it
0: oh i thought the the retro um Design really worked well, especially you know just to kind of recreate the feel of the first movie. And I loved, like you said, the uh, the space terminal. That was one of my favorite environments on the station because it was one of the few really open environments you were going through. Another one was kind of like this; it was like a shopping and restaurant district, and and that was really cool as well. I did have one little quirk with the uh, the retro design, and and it's kind of nitpicky and silly, but. I thought it was a little odd to be seeing like cassette tapes and tape decks lying around the station. I mean, mm. this, a 70s ath- aesthetic is one thing, but actual seventies tech in a game that takes place in like 2137, I think it did feel a little out of place. I mean, I don't recall in the first movie seeing any cassette tapes or, or tape decks, but I mean, I guess it goes with the seventies vibe. It just felt like a little, like really
1: oh, cassette tapes
0: this far in the future, mm.
1: I can't remember him in the film either, but it didn't really grate on me.
0: No, I mean, it, it, my... sorry, go on. it wasn't like a a huge flaw or anything by any means. It was just like, like I said, it's nitpicky in in terms of design. Um, the other part of the environment that I really liked was the um, the reactor of the, mm. the
1: station. Oh yeah, I completely it forgot about like it that. Was
0: raining in there.
1: But there was another thing as well. They. Um... It's it's a sort of blink and you'll miss it uh, frame from Alien, but you know when Ripley's going to set off the reactor, and you get that one shot from inside looking into like the control room. Um, the reactors in in isolation were, were were sort of designed after that, you know that that blink and you'll miss it frame, um, which I thought was really cool. That that had me uh, sort of grinning, um, you know, level level of fan service kind of thing mm-hmm. um, which was which was really cool and like you say the uh, the semi-weather inside it Um which which was it was a change of a change of uh, locale so you know you're on site you're on board this spaceship and you've got all this rain and lightning and massive cavern and it, it was a sort of a fresh breath of fresh air for your visuals Um, and it I suppose it sort of warmed you up to the hive in that it was different but it was also imposing it was threatening and then they throw you into the hornet's nest which was which was a cool sort of pacing on a a visual side of things
2: do you think as well that the hive was placed I mean like in aliens where they took up a nest in some way that would if they were to destroy it it would be detrimental to all the life it, it, it like for example with the pulse rifle they fired and it ruptured the cooling system which
1: I don't think that's intentional you
2: don't um, think it's
1: intentional? no I I think that's more of a um, temperature a climate thing you think? yeah because in Aliens it was it was hot it was, it was dry heat man um, and I imagine under friggin power generators it, on the ship, on the station it's going to be it's going to be a bit warm I, I think so you that compare was compared them to cats my cat likes we <laughs> <Yes. laughs> we're experiencing the cold weather at the minute here in britain um, my cat's been sat on the radiator
2: yep so mine. <laughs> um
1: so yeah I, I i think that's more that i don't think it's uh...
2: i'm going to make one little criticism about the maps though is that obviously you gain extra tools as you go through the game to open up areas that you you didn't have access to before. Why can't we place a waypoint to old areas to be able to find our way yeah. back? Because yeah. I kept getting lost. It's terrible. Um, like, there's some areas I just I could never find my way back into.
1: I'm still missing one, uh, one Nostromo log and I feel like I've been all over the station again. Um, yeah, I can agree with that. Um, especially as um, on the map they do sort of show as locked. But when you go into a new gen- area, it sort of regens the map, so you can't always see. On some of them, I found anyway. Um, so yeah, that 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 was a bit of a, a bit of a annoyance. Nothing major, but then and, and also there, there doesn't seem to be like a. I, su- I suppose it fits really, but it doesn't seem to be like a safe time in which to go back and explore. Um, I ended there is up cheating. One. At,
2: the one bit that is actually safe to go back and explore is after you jettison the first alien, but you don't, you don't have, have the eye on to torch. open.
1: Yeah, the I, uh I uh, I ended up turning the difficulty down to easy, <laughs> yeah. and then uh, going and doing my exploration at that point. I blame Gary Napper. He
2: told me he didn't want me to feel safe the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: <sighs> well, um, I think that about covers isolation. Unless anybody else has anything. No? Not no? Really.
2: No. It's um, awesome from beginning to end. And yeah. I'm looking forward to my next playthrough, which mm. should say something after 18 hours.
1: Of torment of and anguish. Yeah, stress.
2: <laughs> did uh, what did both it's both of you Stressfully
0: p- stress. Did both of you play it on PC?
1: Yeah. Yeah. What, what yeah, are you I playing played,
0: on? I played through it on PS4, but... um. I I won the little community contest thing, so I got a, a PC copy on the way. So you bastard! Oh, I forgot
1: you did. So you've got the uh, little memory stick and um, signed copy of the comic. Yep, and a T-shirt. You've got that's the robot T-shirt, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Hey, I had to go through terror and anguish for that. You just had to do a competition. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was lucky for once. Um, before we do go, though, I just... Uh, for those of you who aren't aware, the new Dark Horse comics have, um, are now coming out. Um, at the time of recording, um, AVP1's just come out, um, which is... So there's Prometheus 1, Aliens 1, and AVP1, and Prome- uh, not Prometheus 1, Predator 1 is due out um, next week or the week after. Um, if if this podcast is out in time, uh, we will be chatting to uh, the two Chris's, um Robertson and um, Sabala. I hope I said that right. Um, in one of the upcoming podcasts about the comics, so um, get out there, read them. Um, what else have we got? We've got the art of Alien Isolation. will um, will be coming out now. Um, I don't Some have it in help. my hands. Yeah, mine's shipped. It's supposed to be tomorrow. Could um,
2: have had one today for thirty pounds in game. Quite a big book
1: as well. Mm. Well, I can't wait to get that. What else we got? We've got sorry. Alien
2: the archive.
1: Yep, uh, Alien the archive next month. Um, The last of Titan's uh, current trilogy, uh, River of Pain. That's due out next month um, in November. Um, Hopefully, we might get um, might get Christopher Golden on the show. And oh, and in other Titan news, they've. It hasn't been officially announced, but um, it's looking like Tim uh, Leben's going to be doing an entire trilogy set post uh, out of, not out of the shadows. um, What was the second one called?
2: Sea of Sorrows? Uh, Sea of Sorrows, yeah.
1: Post Sea of Sorrows. Um, So, waiting on official confirmation of that. Will
2: Chevy get his closure to these stories? (laughs) Stay tuned.
1: Um, Will Decker to the rescue. Not Will Decker. Was it Will Decker?
2: It was Decker. I don't remember.
1: No, Will, Will Decker is the guy from. Um, no, I always think I Decker. That was the first. Yeah. Um, first book. Ga- uh, first
2: book
1: that was. I you know. What, I'm curious now. Hang on.
2: Definitely the first book, Decker.
1: No, Decker was the second book. You sure. First yeah. Book? I'm confused. Um. It's a new. Alan Decker. Um, Alan Decker is the guy from the second book. Um, and who was the guy from the first yeah, book? Yeah. Who? Um uh, what else have we got um the Upper Decks just released um legendary encounters alien which is a cooperative board game um or well, cooperative card game um based on based on the alien saga which by the way is awesome um I purchased and loved it
2: is it true that you can play the films in that as well
1: yeah that, that that's what it is you basically play through this there's four locations, um, and there's a location for each of the films, and each of the films has three objective cards. Um, it was actually it was pretty thematic. You'll you'll find out if we're still on for if we're still on for Wednesday. We are still on for Wednesday. And uh, each each film has um, a deck of characters, um, four characters each with multiple different cards, and you su- it's a deck building game. Is what is what it is. Um, and I was surprised at how thematic that was, but there is you can also you can also me- um, change things up. So you can have objective one from Alien, objective two from Aliens, uh, objective three from Alien Resurrection. Um, my housemate and I played a game the other day where our characters were all four Ripleys from the four films. Um, <laughs> so there's all sorts of madness you can do with that, but that that is really good. I do recommend picking that one up if you're uh, if you're into that kind of thing and hopefully ProDOS games um, AVP Miniatures games will start shipping uh, shipping by the end of the year Um, so (laughs) lots to look forward to it's been uh, a very
2: busy year for Alien
1: franchise I think we're going to have to do a 35th year anniversary podcast towards the end of the year Um, but yeah um, thank you everybody for listening Um, thanks to Ridgetop for joining me as usual and thanks to Chevy for being my special guest this is uh, Corporal Hicks signing off
0: and this is Ridgetop and Chevy, catch you later bye